0: Well, welcome to episode one of Margarita's at Tiffany's. Um, So I'm Tiffany. I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful friend, Margarita. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, And we have been toying with the idea of Mm -hmm. making a podcast for a little while. Um, We decided to do this because I guess we have some really healthy, informative, passionate,
1: conversations about Mm -hmm. some
0: really important topics to ourselves
1: and others and also whenever i'm really triggered or struggling with something i know that tiffany will um hold space for me i'll be able to sound off thing we can have really intense conversations without it destroying our friendship yeah you also hold space for me you don't enable me yeah um so because we you and i are both the people that all our clients and friends come to for advice but we're still learning as well of course but also
0: we call each other out on
1: shit too mm-hmm.
0: you know it's like okay you're whinging about this again like what are we doing to change it okay. um, or do you
1: just need to winch?
0: or do you just need to win or do you exactly. a
1: wine or a wine
0: exactly <laughs> <laughs> a wine with wine um so yeah i guess we're here to create a podcast where we can chat about all the things that we've yeah. learned that we're still learning that we want others to learn about um and we, we want to help you
1: evolve you heal yeah. a safe space to heal but also we we're evolving and growing and we know that the planet is Yep. We know that we, we really want your questions for whatever you're struggling with, but healing shouldn't be hard. And a big part of that is having friends where you feel safe to to work through something, where you can be like, "I'm struggling with something," and and, and Tiff will say to me, oh, "This is the tenth time you've been. <laughs> do you just need, do you just need to weep, or do you do? Yeah. Are you ready to handle it, or how are you handling it? Oh, okay, um, and you know, and we'll send each other memes, and we're like, "I, I resemble that remark," yes, And, and yeah, So we'll we'll lovingly joke and tease each other but we will also challenge each other to to be of course yeah of
0: course and I think coming into 2022 like everyone has been through a really tough time over the last couple of years with Mm. what's been going on in the world you and I have also gone through some emotional roller coasters over the last couple of years Mm. and we I think everybody is struggling a bit more now than they used to be People don't have that mental capacity um, and that bandwidth, yeah, to be able to deal with things
1: both internally and externally. The crap that we used to put up with and tolerate, we realised why are we tolerating? Yeah. And so we set an intention. So for 2022, for New Year's, we actually were away uh, like went out of the city yep. and just went, okay, so what's my intention? What do I want to create? Yep. What do I want to consciously create yep. in 2022? What am I no longer going to tolerate? So create and not tolerate yes. would be the theme.
0: Yes, yes. So, okay, so let's say our little weekend away, um, I did some journaling, I did some yoga, right. I did some um our thought processing and for me um this year what's really important for me and I think one of the things that is going to set my intention for 2022 is um boundaries I mean, but also um mm-hmm. not choosing things that don't choose me mm-hmm. um and I think and we're all crumbs. guilty of that
1: and you know when we work so hard for crumbs uh yeah so we're all going I've what we've tolerated for too long yeah and that not choosing things that don't choose me it's like trying to force things
0: and it's not always people it's situations it's jobs it's relationships it's you know family situations it's you it with anything in life if you have to try so hard to make something happen or to make something work it's
1: not worth it right so there's part of that with women we have really powerful intuition and so there's that go with the flow and if it's always like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock it's not your path Mm. and you've discussed this many times especially over
0: the last couple of months and different job situations and paths you've been on and you said like when I was doing my calling when I was doing the right thing Mm -hmm. like everything was just easy and it just happened and it just flowed and Things are not like that
1: for you at the moment um, because I guess you've been trying to force things to happen. <laughs> so we, this podcast for me was like I want to teach what I need to learn. So it's called Satori, right, yep. so in Japanese. It's yeah. teach what I've got a Japanese family. Teach what you need to learn. And it's like the more and, and also because Tiff and I are both so much about being in our integrity, if we're having these conversations and calling each other out and, and working through this stuff and hopefully... Working together with you and, and helping you work through stuff, we are also going to be like take my advice. I'm oh, not using it. Yeah. <laughs> Taking our own advice, <laughs> so um, we we do want to hold space for people who are struggling to find their path and to find their calling. Both of us have done a lot of work with clients who have struggled with different issues. We do mm-hmm. find that our clients have the same challenges over and over again.
0: I mean, and. You know, in, when we say our clients, like we've both got very different clients that both have very different mm-hmm. um, issues and things we'll that they're working into through. That. Yeah, that, but they're the same ones that are kind of coming up current uh, things. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, but but even if let's say the themes might be different, but the the issue underlying might be self love, and it always it, everything Hopefully. comes back to self love
0: and self worth and. Mm internal validation and you know and I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with everyone just wants to be loved and wants to be wanted and valued and needed and if people are not feeling that then that's gonna disrupt all other areas of their
1: life so yeah and 2020, you know, corona and this whole lockdown and everything has really created this tangible or like a whole rethink too. So kindness has tangible value and also people are realising that things don't really matter. Um, it's, it's really been a, like a tipped on its head about what our values are and what our value systems are and, that you know, like it's really our connection to others because you realise this when you're in lockdown and when you're isolated from people, you notice how much your mental health and your well-being Mm. depends on your connection with others. Mm.
0: But also I was talking to a colleague about this the other day too, and it's like a lot of people now are making big life changes because, Mm. you know, we've all been locked down, we've all been forced to be at home and work from home and whatever over the last couple of years that we're like, okay, the life that I was living or the life that I am currently living is not serving me and is not adding value and I want it to change. So I'm going to do what I need to do to
1: make those changes because right. it's not serving me. So what's proactive and what's reactive? Yeah. So it's a combination of both. It's like, okay, I'm miserable. I'm at my breaking point. Yeah. So now I'm like I'm forced. The universe is forcing me to make a change yeah. versus it's like, oh, okay, because I've had friends who've been like, I've been at home and I've actually had the time and space to actually think about what do I want, what direction. And that's been me. Like I'm yeah. I'm a big
0: introvert. Um, so for me, being at home and being away from the office and being away from my colleagues has been absolute fucking bliss. <laughs> um, I've got to sit at home with my dog. Um, I've got to, you know, go for walks and just mm. take time. Um, and you know, get get into myself a bit more and take that time. And yeah, I am one of those people who has reevaluated. I, you know, enrolled to go to uni because mm. in these last couple of years, I've decided that what I'm doing currently is not what I want to be doing for mm. my future. So I'm now studying to be a psychologist, um, and then I'll work on becoming a sex therapist um but all of this is stuff that has come to me over the last couple of years because i realized i'm unhappy
1: mm. and to do with that the other thing that i really that we really want to make sure we keep coming back to is that healing doesn't have to be hard work sometimes life changing decisions are made in a moment and sometimes it's just like you can actually have loving empowering conversations with friends that actually Um, inspire you to change you can be inspired to change there has been the old way of doing it was through like pain and suffering and talking about trauma and focusing on trauma and understanding trauma but um, most of our clients get it's it's through questions about solutions and focusing and reframing that actually gets into where they want to go versus slogging through the trauma of where they've been
0: yes and I think too we've taken away um the world is different now in terms of Mm. if you burn yourself out through work Mm. you know back then it was seen as you were doing well you're successful you're a hard worker Mm. because you know you've burnt yourself out and now we're understanding that that's actually not a sign of success just like going through pain and heartbreak is is not also a sign of successfully resolving your trauma. Like you can work through that trauma without having that hardness. Right. that So comes for with
1: clients, that. I teach them like talking. So if you have your sessions, is all about focusing on the past. It's like touching the fire, going how oh, that burns, how oh, that burnt, how oh, that burnt. Okay. So you know the fire burns. So, but you don't know how to heal the burn talking about why you burned or understanding why you burn is very different from knowing how to heal yeah so you know we we do talk about this but I mean a lot of people avoid healing because they think it's traumatic because the old way of doing things was like purge bring up all the pain bring up all the trauma um but if we knew look if talking about painful things got us to healing we'd all be healed okay as As someone who is studying psychology
0: but also talking to you from your kinesiologist background, Mm. how does one heal without talking about
1: the trauma? A lot of the time talking about the trauma so my clients say I went to a therapist because I needed acknowledgement of what was done to me because the abuser was in denial and that's that's usually step one so step one is talking about the pain but it gets to the point where it's so there's two things two analogies I use a lot with clients one is Going to a parent who doesn't love them and keep looking for love is like going to a well with no water. And you keep going, the water has no well. It's empty. The water, the well is empty. The well is empty. And you keep looking for love where there's no. Yeah. Or keep touching the fire. Ow! Oh, this hurts. how oh, this hurts. how oh, this hurts. So since the 1960s, but even originally since the early 1900s, we've known about neural pathways. So if you talk about trauma or you talk about pain, your body actually has a physiological and a biological response to pain and um i've got cousins that are older than me and they watched a movie called jaws i don't know <laughs> when it came out and i always use this very example. old movie but it's yeah. this old movie about a shark but most people everyone knows jaws right. Really. right but i remember my car cu- and then we had a trip i must have been about seven they then scared to go in the water and they were scared to go in the water because and now they knew logically it was, a, it was a it was a mechanical shark. They knew logically there was no jaws in the water. We were in a river in Denmark or somewhere. <laughs> there was right. no jaws there, was there. No jaws in the fucking in the river, right? And they knew there was a, but they were freaking out in the river or in the lake on this houseboat, sort of, on this barge, that there was Jaws. So our bodies can't distinguish between stories and movies and reality. So when we see a movie, we experience it as, as real. And we know, uh, because of cavemen, because of biology, because of how we So is this why when I
0: watch TV shows, mm-hmm. I get so immersed and I feel like these characters are my friends?
1: Yeah. And, like,
0: when it ends, it's just, like, I've got this, I've still got this giant gossip girl-sized hole <laughs> in my <laughs>
1: this is the thing with i mean like anything so even look at how poison works um when you look at how you study rats if you uh electrocute a rat with the smell of roses after three or four times the rat will have a, hang on how do you electrocute a rat with the smell of roses you electrocute a rat at the yeah. same time you do the smell of okay. roses like Kavlov okay. and the dog in okay. the bell yes yep. no good clarity right after three or four times it starts to have a physiological reaction to just the, the smell, smell. Yep. because there's associated the smell with the electrocution okay Four generations later, it it smells roses. So the rat, four generations later, has no electrical, physical, yep. no electrical shock. It has the same physical. And now we know this as humans. We where I've got friends who are not Spanish or no Spanish or Mexican blood. If they have too much tequila the next time they think about tequila they're like Ugh, right <laughs> or vodka Ugh, if yep. you have a bad experience tequila is a good one because most people yeah, yeah most people have I've tequila had, right most people have had a bad reaction because they're not they don't have mm-hmm. a, a family immune generational immunity or generational tolerance yeah right so but this is how poison works you know for 100,000 or 20,000 years or however long humans have been around if you ate poison and had a horrible reaction you needed to have that to keep yourself alive before we had written words, right? So, but how is it different how, when you learn about? And if you look up on Wikipedia, there's an amazing page on neural pathways to do with how you connect things. Like if you smell lavender or smell scones or think of something that it reminds you of your grandma and you are instantly in your grandmother's kitchen. Yeah. So one of my friends was the same. He'd smell lavender and he'd instantly be back in Switzerland as a four-year-old, right? That's so nice. yeah, yeah, so it was. But it's not always positive, is it? It's not always positive. So we know in the positive way and we know how smells and memories and movies are linked to emotions. Why do we not then automatically assume that that trauma, talking about trauma is going to trigger us? So I think we are moving away from just there is definitely a place for talking and acknowledging trauma. But don't stay stuck there. Call that step one. Yes. And then step two has to be right now. What's a strategy? So how can I cope in my life? Because people usually go to therapy when there's part of their life that's not working, yep. right? So now I need a strategy. Yes, I need a strategy. If I have a panic attack, how <sighs> am I going to work through so that? So the, the panic, the strategy for panic attack is breathe through it. Mimic running away from a tiger. You mimic your body. Release panic attack is adrenaline. Yep you're biologically releasing adrenaline, you shut down your cerebral cortex, your frontal lobe, everything except fight or flight. But if you heavy breathe and mimic running, same as a kid having a panic attack, you trick your body that you've escaped the danger. And so your body then relaxes.
0: Okay, so I tend to have panic attacks a lot when I am trying to find parking in a shopping centre. Overwhelm. Yeah, overwhelm. Um... I feel like I'm under this pressure, and I need to hurry up and find one. And then I just lose it, and I'm, you know, so
1: so so. When you look at neural pathways, that then you look at the emotion as overwhelmed. In kinesiology, we'd look at what was the original source of overwhelm. Yep. So then, step one would be, right. Like, so, what's a better strategy? So, the deep breathing. Yeah. Or the person, or the space, so you don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. So that's a strategy. Or I should probably just not go to shopping centers because that's. <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> So step one is the strategy for yeah. how to handle that situation. But step two is to completely reframe. So it's like uh, an, another thing is if you take a kid and you go, okay, a monster under the bed is just a shadow, turn on the lights, right? So it's strategy, but it's also a reframe for them. Hey, it's not really a monster. Yeah. Or, hey, here's an imaginary sword to fight the monsters. Or here's a different thing. So you trick your brain with a different story that's more powerful. Yeah. But what it's actually doing is creating new neural connections. So people might associate mummy with money, right? And a lot of people who have self-worth issues, it's around mummy and then it associates with money. And it's really interesting because they've, when you look at how the brain wires up. um, So yeah, traditional therapy definitely has a place, but we want it to evolve. Humans are evolving. Our consciousness is evolving. Our society is evolving. And so we need better techniques or more advanced techniques to handle. There's a lot more stuff we're dealing with and also, we've had generations who went to war and didn't deal with. Yes, you know they came back with shell shock or PTSD, and they just shut it down, and never they, dealt with it. Never dealt with it. And then the BBC have done, and uh, PBS in America have done documentaries on, you know, generational trauma. That when the grandparents didn't deal with it, and then the grandparents die, suddenly all of the grandchildren have neurological conditions and nerve issues, because. It's never been dealt with in a whole family, so the whole family's been walking on eggshells. Yes.
0: So, how would somebody who has that generational trauma work through that? Because obviously, it's not theirs, so they can't
1: unpack. Amazing, amazing question. Okay, so with clients, uh, a lot of my clients are the grandchildren of Holocaust survivors, or yep. you know, grandchildren of war,
0: War-torn like, war torn areas, yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, we tend to often i will ask the body so the cells have the same memory just like the rats have the memory the cells have a memory that you can't consciously access Um, muscle testing tests the through the neural pathways there's an electrical signal the same as if you think pick that up it sends an electrical signal if you think pick up an orange banana fried elephant your body will scramble and so the electrical signal won't work so your muscles unlock yeah that's how muscles muscle testing works on electrical signal lock if it if it's truth unlock if it scrambles you okay. if you can't make the connections it's like lock unlock yeah but there's a biological reason why it works or doesn't work um so what we do is we start to look at what's the belief and we just change it and you see people who will argue black and we'll start off with a this is true and their whole body's locked up and it might be uh, a grandparent or a parent issue and then when they unlock it they because <laughs> it's really interesting so if a parent had pneumonia and you said, give me the pneumonia, and you heal the pneumonia, the parent still has pneumonia, pneumonia. right? Yeah. So um, there are a whole heap of techniques we do in kinesiology. But the goal isn't to heal them. The goal is to heal you. Yes. So it's just changing your unconscious beliefs that are your programming. Yep. Yeah. So there are a heap of strategies. NLP is a strategy. Uh, PKP kinesiology has strategies. Um, family constellations, which deals with generational trauma. That's our uh, spatial dynamics. So I've had um, clients from Cambodia who um, had to hide in a cupboard, like Anne Frank sort of thing had to do, and could never speak because if she spoke, the soldiers would find her family. And once we did some spatial dynamics work and put her and put her hidden behind a plant, so the soldiers walked through the cupboard and we lined each wardrobe. We tricked her brain that the soldiers had oh, gone. Oh. Into another room, into another dimension. So even though logically she knew that wasn't real, it was just a story, she turned around and looked at me and said, Well, that doesn't work. And it was the first time she'd spoken in twelve years. And her mother was just like, What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or a client who had um his shoulder was locked up and he couldn't work as a builder. And I said, Oh, um, so when we asked his body all these questions and it said uh, 20 years ago this was and he goes no 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 oh and it said to do with his mother and he said oh I haven't seen my mother in 20 years I said how long's his shoulder been a problem He went, oh yeah 20 years so oh, our cells yeah. have memory um and we so talking about things and analyzing things works to a point but there's also another level of awareness and consciousness that analyzing doesn't even begin to get to and ana- analysing pain doesn't always release it. No. Analyzing might acknowledge it. There is there is definitely healing in acknowledging. And, I mean, even in kinesiology we, we were taught that kindness is 99% of healing. If someone, if a therapist, if you really feel like they care and they want you to be well and you're getting this validation and love for being well, you've got a huge motivation to heal. To heal.
0: heal. Yeah.
1: Versus the payoff from playing the victim. Yeah. So Tiff and I use very different approaches with our clients. Um, and we have, you know, we're both evolving as healers and therapists and yeah. using different modalities, but we, we both want to, I mean, we both came into these fields because we wanted to heal ourselves and we saw families that didn't deal with their stuff. And we saw, gener- I mean, both of us have come from generations. We're not dealing with the stuff caused a lot of pain. Okay,
0: exactly. Oh, yeah. And we, I guess we want to rewrite things, don't we, yeah. for ourselves, but also help you guys rewrite things Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <We, laughs> Yourself. Well, I'm very much about, like, the more I, if I work through something and have an answer, I don't want anyone else to suffer with the stuff I've had <sighs> to learn the hard way. No. So, no. Whereas, you know, some people are just like,
0: no, you know, and they kind of keep their cards close to their chest and they're like, no, no, this is this is mine. It's like, why? Yeah, pay me five thousand
1: dollars. No. Why does anyone have to go through pain and suffering when it's a pay it forward thing because and this is the thing that you both of you both you and I and a lot of our close friends are like about. How can we make the world a better place? And part of that is everyone who's healed, if I if I'm healed and I'm not putting all my focus on my pain, then I can be a more productive. I can I can actually make more money to, to do more in the world. I can give more time and energy to, to making a difference in the world. And on that note with the making a difference thing, you know, it was when I was going through the worst pain and suffering that I did the most charity work and every other charity worker I met had been through. Okay. Um, yeah. And I do think that the kindest, most amazing humans I've ever met. They're the ones that get into charity or getting to wanting to help and heal yeah, others. yeah. Yeah, they they really do because the empathy level goes through the roof,
0: and they don't want people to suffer. They've suffered enough. They've seen other people suffer
1: enough. Yeah. They're like, you and know, even if they're, and they're also saying, even if I'm broken, I can still do something for another person, which is amazing. Yeah, And that's the difference between an empath and a narcissist, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I in discussions that we've had before, you throw around the term narcissist a lot mm-hmm. um to the point where i think you think anyone who's not an empath
1: is a narcissist <laughs> no, no no i
0: don't but, but people no, who, i know what you mean yes. they're the two extremes yes to be fair yes
1: um people who have no people who do not care about anyone except themselves selves a narcissist yeah. yeah um but i also and I there tend, are different yeah degrees i tend to use narcissist when they have malice yes so that would be my uh, malice is uh, i should actually use the term malicious malicious yeah because there are people with who actually want to hurt others and take on a power trip around hurting others and that's a whole other level feed that's actually off, the opposite feed off seeing others in pain yeah, it gives him a power trip. yeah so that is that is actually the opposite of empathy yes yeah and i think yeah that's probably what it should be used she's worried i'm referring to her ex as a narcissist but i'm actually referring to my ex as a narcissist i know <laughs> yes and to be fair the family counselor referred to him as the worst narcissist she'd ever met yes
0: so, yeah. but also in that topic i kept telling you you can't just because you see certain characteristics in yeah. my ex, it doesn't mean that they're no. anything like yours. No, no. Um, And they're not.
1: And then, so. and, but this is the thing, it, it, that I just wanted to protect you. I know. I know. And, and you're welcome to push back. Yes, and, you do. and I do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah. You might, even the people listening might not agree with everything we say. They're welcome to. But we do want to have questions. We do want to know what people are struggling with. We do want to know. We um, want to
0: help you work through if you've got any topics that you want to discuss, if you've got any questions, if you're going through something really shitty and you just want someone's advice, someone's feedback, someone to just unpack things for yeah. you, um, we're absolutely happy to do that. And, yeah, you might not agree on what we
1: say, but... We'll do it how we do friendship. But, I mean, you know what amazes me, though, with my therapy clients is that a lot of them say... Because I have these conversations all day every day with clients and I forget that they don't always have someone in their life right. to have these conversations with. Yeah. Um, you and I both have clients who can be real. it's a safe space for them to be super open, to have like no filter. We forget that a lot of the time they might have shame around their trauma, shame around their stuff they're struggling with yeah. and they don't feel safe.
0: And being with us and around us is the only time that they feel like they can release and relax and be themselves but the moment that they're not in our presence they're back to that same you know keeping up appearances keeping up appearances and
1: you know really stressful straight kind of Mm. tight so even though tip and i will tease each other we actually do have a really loving... We do love each other a lot. Yes. <laughs> she keeps telling me I have to remind her. <laughs> no, but we also don't want to enable anything. We we do want to go, okay, how can we work through things? How can we shift things? How can we... Um, okay, so it's like, okay, you can be struggling with that to a point, but at what point do you want to work through it? What do you want to heal? What are you ready to heal? What yeah. are you ready to release? And, yeah. and I'm not going to enable. So part of friendship is is calling each other on your crap. Yeah. And part of it is also making the other person feel so safe and so loved that it's okay to be struggling. Yeah. And you do that really well. I I know that I'm safe to struggle with something with you, whereas for my clients I often feel like I have to, you have to be, strong. be strong. And you know that you're oh, gosh, yes. same. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So is there anything we haven't covered that we really wanted to cover? Um, so COVID, boundaries, oh, yeah, that was the best thing. You could tell people. I don't want to have time. I, I can't see you because I, I don't have the bandwidth. Wasn't that the best thing ever? Mm. The toxic people mm. suddenly you could have an excuse to avoid them?
0: Yes. I mean, <laughs> like it was like, I can't see you because I can't because like lockdown. Like, lockdown. Um, but it's also made you realize that who's not, draining? Yes. And not having to deal with those people constantly all the time. Um, How good was it? It was really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it also made you realize the people who were really taking yeah i mean and, it's, energy and it's not management. even that they intentionally take some people are just
1: those people who well some people their way to get love is playing the victim yeah there really is yeah I mean like I remember years ago I worked for Tony Robbins and he used to say look you know they've learned that playing the victim is the way to get love they get a payoff yes and they haven't learned a healthy way to get love get love so we want to help people find
0: a healthy (laughs) way to get love and validation but we
1: also want this to be even though we're lighthearted, and even though we might have a glass of wine while we're having this, it doesn't mean these topics aren't serious it doesn't mean we're not honoring your pain and your struggles we want to have a website with resources and we yep we're in the process of getting that up and running so
0: we want to have those tough conversations and we want this to be a safe space for you Um, but we also want you to realize that it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be messy and you
1: know you can heal in a safe open environment and healing's a journey you might heal in stages right okay until we
0: chat again until we chat again um have a great day morning afternoon wherever you are um and we will speak to you soon